I'm Julian Gwillem, and welcome to another episode of the Aprio Voice. As you may have read in our most recent newsletter, which is also available on our website, Aprio has recently reshaped its structure with the creation of additional focused offerings, one of which is Aprio Investor Relations. In this episode, Alan Argyle speaks to Lydia Duplessis, an investor relations expert and the lead on many of our IR-focused accounts about the IR function and what it entails. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Lydia. Hi, Alan. Public relations, media relations, government relations, we are all about these various forms of stakeholder relations, but investor relations is still a little bit of a Cinderella uh, sector when it comes to consulting practice in South Africa. What's investor relations all about? Alan, investor relations is also a communications function like all the others, but I think what makes it unique is that we have a very, very specific audience that we're looking at and that we engage with investors, shareholders and analysts and the overall financial community. And they have very specific information needs that we need to cater for. And what you try and do with investor relations is to give investors an accurate account of the company's affairs, its financial performance, its governance, and overall, most importantly, its strategy. So that we can try and ensure that we can get a fair valuation for the company and that we can allow investors to make informed buy and sell decisions. We also, as an internal function in the company, provide market intelligence and feedback from investors to internal management so that they can understand what is happening in the market and also what people believe about their company. And we create opportunities for investors to get to know senior management because it's really their trust and the credibility of senior management that makes them believe that this company can produce what they need to produce in future. It's a very critical function because we find that international research shows that investors can give a discount of up to 20% to companies that communicate poorly, whereas if they believe that the company communicates well, it can add a premium of up to 10%. So some real tangible bottom line outcomes if you do it well. Um, A lot of PR companies would almost tag IR into their service offerings amongst a range of others. Uh, what's, What's the distinction between public relations and investor relations? I think the first big distinction is the market that you're targeting. For uh, investor relations, the market is always the financial community and not the general public. But even more important than that, the most fundamental difference is that we don't focus on blue sky and just presenting the best picture ever. It's very, very important that whatever we provide is a balanced account of um, what is happening in the company and specifically how the company plans to navigate challenges. Um, Because Ultimately, you buy it with a two-year forward view. You don't actually know where the company is going. And you have to trust that management understands the realities around that business and that they have the ability to navigate those challenges to make sure that they keep on creating value for the business. So let's drill down a little bit. Give us a sense of some of the practical steps, some of the tangible deliverables that you're operating in when we talk investor relations. Well, investor relations tries to engage with as broad a potential shareholder base as possible. So we make sure that we produce 
all the uh, communications materials that investors would use to analyze a company. So we draft earnings announcements and related presentations for their uh, biannual or in mining companies, for instance, quarterly results presentations. We put together their annual reports. We put together conferences, uh, roadshows, market capital days, site visits, and we continuously engage with prospective and current shareholders, as well as buy and sell side analysts. Part of the role of investor relations is also to work on a targeting strategy where we try and work out who the best investors would be for the company, because you need a combination always of uh, long-term investors that will stay with the company and be loyal over a long period of time, and then other investors who buy and sell the share all the time to create nice liquidity in your portfolio. And we try and engage with both of those groups to make sure that we have the right shareholder base. And besides doing the targeting, there are always event-driven aspects such as mergers and acquisitions, disposals, capital raising events. And of course, if the company has a a funding program, um, then we definitely have to speak to debt investors as well. So often this is all about return on investment and you've alluded to some of the bottom line outcomes for good IR. Um, How would you measure effectiveness? What's some of the tangible outcomes? Alan, surprisingly enough, it's not the share price. People always believe that the share price should give you a good reflection of whether investor relations is working or not working. But there's lots of things that have an impact on the share price. Your geopolitical uh, situation, there's um, sector uh, impacts from all over, and specifically the company's financial results over time have a huge impact on where, where the share price is. And it's quite interesting that the biggest role for investor relations is often when the share price is at its lowest and the company is in crisis. And you have to make sure that you engage and build the credibility and build the trust back up. So no, the share price is definitely not one of those. So I would say a better measure to find out whether what you're doing is right is to do a perception audit. And there we would do a survey amongst shareholders and buy and sell analysts. And we would ask them whether they understand the strategy of the business and whether they believe that the way that we communicate and engage um, is effective or not effective. And the nice thing about that is not only do we get very good feedback in terms of fixing things that we're not doing right, but it also gives a feedback loop to management to explain to them um, what should be changed in the business. A steady share register with sufficient range of prospective investors is also a very good indication that people are interested in the company and are ready to buy at the right price. And then an increase in the group of investors that follow the company is also um, a very good measure for us. Okay, so share some of the secrets. Give us a practical couple of tips, steps, hacks that uh, make for good IR out there in the world. You know, the key thing for me is always to remain consistent in your approach. It's very easy to speak to the market when everything is going well and everyone loves you, but it becomes quite challenging when your results have not been good for a while. And you have to make sure that you consistently engage with investors, understand what their issues are, and try and address those as much as possible. So we have to be responsive and available to them all the time. And if they want to speak to us, make sure that they can. You know, uh, investors panic very, very quickly if they have a question that they believe is critical and they can't get hold of management. And we have to make sure that we're there for them. 
Then besides that, we also have to make sure that we provide good financial disclosure and that we disclose consistently. Most of the time you will find that an investor that wants to invest in your business will build the financial model. And it's very easy for them when they try and update that model to see that the number that you showed the last time is not shown this time. And inevitably they will find that that number doesn't reflect very well in this particular case. So what that does is it impacts on your credibility and it impacts on the trust that people have in the company. So be very careful not to do that. We show the good as well as the bad. Brokers will also consistently do peer comparisons and they will highlight missing information in their broker reports. So it's very important for us to make sure that we provide comprehensive and consistent information to the market all the time. Then you also have to be very, very clear about your strategy and what your competitive advantages are. You know, we fulfill a marketing function to a large degree that we're selling the company as an investment proposition. And we have to make sure that people understand what we're good at and what we're not good at and that people understand when we will benefit from certain economic conditions and when not. So we have to explain what our strategies are that will make us help to win, what the initiatives are that we plan to implement to get um, to those strategies, and most importantly, how we will measure whether we're winning or not winning. So it's very, very important for us to make sure that that becomes across clear and concise in all our communication. It's very, very important also for us to provide easy access to company information. We find that uh, prospective investors who want information on the company will often go to sell site broker reports and or look at your annual report and that's where they will gain most of their information. But beyond that, your um, company website is a critical, critical source of information for the companies. So as an IR professional, it's very important that you make sure that your website is up to date all the time and that it has relevant information um, that people can get to and that it answers all the questions that investors might have when they look at your company. And as importantly, that it showcases your investment case as to why people should be investing in you. In fact, you know, we often see research that says up to 87% of investors say that an incomplete website has an unfavorable impact on their investment decisions. So we have to understand that all of these things create an impression of the stature and the professionalism of the company. And we have to do our bit to make sure that they see us as such. And then finally, embracing technology is very, very important in this arena because it not only aligns the company with best practice in shareholder communication, it can also reduce costs quite considerably and it optimizes management's time with investors. So tools like video, teleconferencing, interactive platforms and apps are extremely useful to get your story out there. So for me, good investor relations speak to the willingness of management to engage honestly with shareholders. And we must remember the shareholders are the owners of the company. We must never forget that. Thanks for sharing your insights and considerable expertise. Thanks, Lydia.